riding that all important clear round if you're into jumping is really important and there's a couple of key techniques that you need to work on with your horse at home one of those is being able to adjust the length of your horse's stride so that you can begin to either make it a little bit longer or a little bit shorter depending on how things are going in the arena okay today i want to talk about adjusting your horse's stride length when jumping tracks let's dive in Hey there, and welcome to the Daily Strides podcast. My name is Lorna Leeson. I'm an equestrian trainer and coach, and I help riders from all over the world to train their own horses alone without a coach or trainer by understanding things a little bit more and also, well, being able to clarify it for their horse as well. Okay. So we're talking about jumping and actually this month inside of Connection, we have been doing all things jumping related. We've been working through 10 different exercises, five on the flat and five actual grid work exercises to help improve jumping and to, you know, maybe see more of those all important clear rounds, okay, begin to kind of crop up in your riding with your horse and one of the exercises that we were talking about was lengthening and shortening and i think that this is a really really important exercise when we are working with our horses being able to have that like adjustability um, with regards to what our horse is doing and how our horse is doing it now is this just for jumping of course not <laughs> Okay, um, you obviously being able to, you know, kind of pinpoint and predict where your horse is going to be at any point is a really useful thing, okay? Whether you're on the trails, whether you're just riding your horse around an arena yourself, whatever you're doing, okay? But it is an important kind of a, a tool to be able to take out and apply when you are jumping tracks. And this is because very often the tracks will be obviously created and made by different course builders. And then the distances, eh, they might vary just a squidgen, okay? Um, sometimes there's tests put in. Sometimes they'll be created for maybe different types of horses or different maybe horses in different levels of training and development whatever the case is okay and then sometimes your horse might not fit the prescribed distance that would be put in which of course it, what horse really fits anything perfectly all of our horses are unique so having this adjustability within the length of the stride is really really important as a rider now of course in order to begin working on this there are a couple of things that you need to be able to do first okay I would say first and foremost would be to ride a straight line and um, being able to get from A to B okay and understanding lines and tracks and stuff like that would be important but also then being able to have I suppose a good enough enough influence over your horse that your half halt can really be used to balance to if you want to bring your horse's attention to you, all of the things that you can use your half halt for so that you're not just pulling on your horse's mouth. You know, I think there's a lot of riders out there who think that shortening the stride means slowing things down. No, it's not. Not at all, actually, okay? And definitely not when you're jumping jumps. That That's definitely not what you want. You need to keep the flow of energy coming, okay? You need to be able to begin creating impulsion 
and also harnessing a bit of straightness in there as well so that you and your horse can really and truly meet the jump. Um, and if you had to, for in the example we've just used there, by shortening the stride a little bit, meet the jump in the right place, but still have the necessary and required amount of tension and amount of energy within both of your bodies to actually get over the jump, okay? So um, slowing things down is, nah, that's not going to work at all, at all. And similarly, lengthening the stride. Being able to lengthen a stride correctly is very different than running your horse or chasing your horse to a fence. And I think this is also confused by many riders. Um, I often see, oh, do, you know, riders going around, they hear around tracks oh it's it's, anyway it's actually nerve-wracking watching them to be quite honest you're like oh dear you're kind of sitting there with your fingers crossed the whole way quietly saying three Hail Marys in your head and just praying that they get from you know A to B okay so I think that when we're talking about anyway all of this like adjustability we need to understand that the energy has to still be contained in there that your horse still has to have impulsion and true impulsion and that also straightness comes into it Many times when you begin to adjust the stride, okay, and particularly when we're going shorter with the stride length, um, our horses can buckle almost a little bit, okay? It's like the back end wants to pass the front end out. It's like, hey, get back there, get back in behind me there, okay? But there is this little bit of buckling that goes on and that's where maybe there's a weakness in the development when it comes to straightness. There's a weakness and maybe your aids then have to come in as more of a boundary in that situation just to help your horse if your horse is not physically developed enough to do that himself. So there's a lot going on when we're talking about adjusting the stride length. And I think it all begins with being able to see a stride. So as a rider, when you can kind of predict, okay, and it is a prediction, when you can predict that at whatever point you're at, okay, in the game, when you're making the prediction, that you can fit X amount of strides in between the point that you're talking about, the base of the jump, okay? So you're saying, okay, no, I'll, I'll be able to get five strides in here. Or you're like, oh, sugar, I'm going to get four and a half in here. And you, of course, you don't want to meet the jump on a half stride, okay? You don't want chipping in. You ideally don't want to take the long one each time, okay? You want to try and meet it at the right place to give your horse the best possible chance to get over the jump and clear the jump, okay? And good technique and without injuring the periods, okay? You want to do all that. You need to begin being able to see that stride. You need to begin being able to predict where that your horse is actually going to kind of take off from at the base of that jump. And you don't want your horse too deep, as I said. You don't want your horse standing off it too much and taking a long one. You want that it's at the right place for your horse to clear the fence. So what I would suggest doing in that situation is starting with a pole on the ground and cantering over the pole on the ground, but being able to count yourself down. So three, two, one, jump. Now, I know we're saying jump, it's only a pole, but hey, but after all... (laughs) jump is really just a big canter stride isn't it so we're going to go three two one jump okay and then you will eventually well initially you might find yourself three two one 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 jump or three two jump okay you're it, it can be it seems like an easy thing to do but being able to count yourself down can be a little bit difficult sometimes okay and it doesn't work if you're doing one two three jump 
No, you because you can just keep counting, can't you? It has to be three, two, one jump. But once you get the three, two, one jump part, okay, then you can begin to test yourself more. Five, four, three, two, one jump. A little bit more challenging, okay, to see it from further out. It's a bit easier when you're closer to it. When you're further out, there's more, if you want, oh, there's more maneuverability in what can happen. And that is the whole point, because when you can see from five or even six strides out, seven if you want, okay, if you want to really begin to test yourself, but when you can see from that many strides out, how many strides, you you can predict how many strides you can get in between, you then have enough strides, like think of five strides, there's a lot you can do in five strides. If you could take two inches off of each of those five strides, that's 10 inches, that's nearly a foot by the time you've gotten to the fence that you can shorten that distance, okay? So you're able to then begin to play with where your horse is going to get to in order to take off, the takeoff point. You can begin to adjust things. Now, if you're only able to see three strides out, yeah, it's still helpful, probably more from the point of view that you can hang on, okay? But having that adjustability, if you can only see three strides out, I'm gonna kind of run along the lines that you probably don't have a huge amount of adjustability within the stride that you can do really anything um, from three strides or within three strides. But five strides is really and truly, it's, it's a big enough distance for you to begin making big changes, okay? And you can have those changes made by the time you reach the jump. And again, sometimes it might be like oh sugar I'm gonna have to hold to get six and sometimes it could be no no I'm gonna have to push to make the five okay lengthen to make the five or shorten to get the six okay so this is where having this kind of it always reminds me of you know an accordion and um, that people play and it kind of comes in and it comes out and it comes in and it comes out or one of those slinkies okay like it's in and it's out you need that level of adjustability and if, at the end of the day it's longitudinal suppleness is what we're talking about okay it's that suppleness from the tail to the head okay it's being able to turn your horse into a slinky, as I said, okay, or into an accordion, okay? Um, No, but seriously, it is being able to stretch out. And just back to that lengthening, um, I want to like really get into the whole point that lengthening is not chasing the horse into the jump. Some people think they, they mistake rushing with lengthening. And in fact, that's one of the worst things you can do to your horse when you're approaching the fence, because at the end of the day, all of the energy is going to have fallen out in front of the horse. You've like let it all out through the front door. So by the time the horse actually gets to jump the jump, it's flat and that's where you're going to take poles with you, okay? And it actually becomes a little bit dangerous as well, like I was saying, you know, the tree Hail Marys and fingers crossed and all that fun stuff, okay? Um, so when you're lengthening, when you're looking for the longer strides, you're doing so in that the horse is still engaged in the process. There's still enough energy within the container that is you and your horse. It's just that your horse's legs are stretching out a little bit further, okay? So you're not hearing the horse. The horse is not flattening. Like <laughs> you have this image in your head of the horse with the ears pinned back due to the speed it's going because the wind is just blowing its ears back onto its onto it like its neck, okay? We don't want that. We want that the horse is engaged. There's still a lightness to the horse. There's definitely still a lightness in front to the horse, but that the horse is stretching for the stride, okay? The horse is lengthening those his legs a little bit longer, 
remember a little bit can be two or three inches two or three inches over five strides if you're going each stride can make a big difference okay um, and then later you can get for like bigger adjustments you'll be able to do bigger adjustments within the stride but it is important to understand that when we're talking lengthening that's what we're talking about and similarly the shorter strides it's not slowing down if you're slowing down you're doing it wrong okay we don't want slowing down we don't want a lack of energy it's more thinking about if lengthening is getting the stride to be longer shortening is getting the stride to be shorter which means the legs instead of stretching out to cover more more uh, ground they're lifting up a little bit more okay so there's more of a collection um and uh, you know yeah i suppose it is collection really it's not really collection in the truest sense of the word but there is more of an upness to it okay so you're collecting that would be a better way to say it rather than collection okay so it's like collecting or gathering the energy so as you get this upness within the horse and can you see now why even if you were to never jump a jump in your life being able to do this okay being able to have this range of again adjustability within your horse can really and truly help with your training it's going to help move your training forward now I think that when we're talking about all this and as we're going forward what is important is that you the rider have to keep thinking about the fact that you are asking the horse to lengthen or you are asking the horse to shorten it's not your job to do any of those things okay you're just asking the horse to do it. I see riders who, if they're talking about shortening, it's like they physically lie back on the horse, okay? They're like, you know, they've gone from being fairly perpendicular to the floor to almost being diagonal, okay? They've like moved back 45 degrees, okay? And they're like lying back on the horse. And it's like they're physically trying to shorten the whole thing. That's not your job. And in fact, doing that, you are hindering your horse. You're definitely not <laughs> getting them... Um, are allowing him to be in the best possible position to jump the jump or the best possible space okay to jump the jump and similarly with the lengthening you'll see riders who throw themselves onto the horse's withers or throw themselves onto the horse's neck and if we think about just like simple jumping 101 basics yeah the, the front end of the horse has to come off the ground to jump the jump you're not helping if you're perched up there in order to get over the jump, okay? So it's really, really important that you're considering all of these in your riding in order to help your horse make the best possible decision for him in his jumping. Okay, I'm going to offer you two different resources today. The first is just a free kind of a, a helpful workbook that you can use. It's considerations for creating a jumping training schedule for your horse. You can find that over at stridesforsuccess.com forward slash freebie dash jump, okay? And then also I'm going to offer you connection where you'll actually get the 10 exercises that you can use to ride. This will include video reviews from me, the whole lot. They're all there um, and we can actually work together yourself and your horse in the arena. I'll be there helping you as well and we can work together to help improve your jumping and you can find out all the details for that over at stridesforsuccess.com forward slash connection. Okie dokie, I'm going to leave it at that. I hope you have a super day. Keep well and I'll chat to you soon. Be good. Bye. Thank you.